Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks making the turn. That's that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in house in the central division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansley got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Stocks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Tony, aka Tony on Tap. And we are here to recap a little late, but hey, we're here to recap a White Sox winner over the Cleveland Indians 7 to 3. Before we do that, be sure to go to Ontax. Oh my God, I can't talk. OntapSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter. At Socks on Tap, at on Tap Sports Tap. Follow my dude Tony at Tony on Tap. Follow me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can look at the podcast, you can us five star rating and review because that's cool and top. And if you want some awesome white socks here, one place, one place to bring you that shit, and that's Grandstand. Check them out on socials at Grandstand Socks. Go to GrandstandSocks.com. Or before you go to the ballpark, go to Grandstand. Go check them out, man. Tony, cool and tough win today, man. Sox win seven to three. Timmy, grand slam, good shit all around. First of all, we haven't been on the mic together in a minute, and I'm very animated because I had some whiskey sours. I had some beers. I'm feeling fucking good. I feel like Hulk Hogan. I think I might be buff like him. I'm not sure. I'll find out in the mirror later. But how are you doing, man? Man, what an intro. What an absolute intro from you here today. And you busted out the hat, too. Before we got going, I mean, we had a nice conversation about you know drainage systems and some homeowner stuff but you also you busted out the hat because i've been rocking you know the the sock logo cap and and you you brought out the sock logo cap today too that's that's pretty cool and tough that's what brothers do man we got to match a little bit i got the cut off today i got the gordon beckham if i I, i'm trying to turn around here i don't want oh my god i almost dropped my computer but, I, Man. you know, I got, I got the Gordon Beckham today cut off, you know, and it feels good. You know why it feels good? Because the Sox won a, a good game today, man. They played well. They did what they had to do. Lance Lynn comes off the IL. He pitches a decent game, only lets up three runs. And the Sox end up winning it. And this is a day, Tone, that I wish you and I, as much as I love doing these, I wish we were at the ballpark today. Yeah, absolutely, Buzz. Beautiful day for anybody that made it out there. I know uh, a couple of the on tap guys are out there. I saw Matt Berklin, uh out there uh, cracking them in, in the stadium. I saw uh, Iowa Zach uh, had made his way down there. Jason Hosking, he's a he's an on tap guy. He's an on tap listener. Uh, I saw him out there as well. So the boys made a trip in from Iowa. It looks like there was a pretty lively crowd today too, Buzz. And I think this was probably the best weather that we've had for a White Sox game all season so far. So uh, nice to see some people out there enjoying the, uh, enjoying the weather, enjoying a White Sox winter today. Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, like I was looking at the weather yesterday and not just for the game, but just for bullshit, you know, you have around the yard and you got to do it home and all that noise. I mean, you know, 
with the land and shit, trying to take care of everything. And it was like, oh, it's going to be 78 and fucking stupid windy, maybe 77. And it ended up being like 85. And while it was windy, what a perfect day for baseball. And and for that, we got to crack them for that. Yes, you it was, do. It was a yes, great baseball do. day, man. Was you a know? great baseball day. Was a great baseball day. I like how you you went into that with kind of like you know you're gonna go take care of the land, and now I'm just envisioning you like really living as a farmer out there, and you could not get to the game today because you had to like go tend to your cattle and you know plow the fields and, and do the whole the whole nine yards there. But no, you do. Uh, I saw a picture of that backyard the other day. Uh, you're, you're taking care of that thing like Roger Bossard, man. So props to you. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, I want to be like him when I grow up and, uh, you know, <laughs> I got a weed whacker and I was telling you this on a text message. either got a Husqvarna weed whacker. I've been weed whacking like a motherfucker. And that was my original name. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when I started back in the day for SM, shout out Zoe, my name was actually Buzzweed, and the, and the reason it was is because I used to have a badass weed whacker, and I would get buzzed, and I fucking weed eat with it, and I'd be like, you know, I'd be weed eating like a motherfucker, boy, you know, I'd be. Weed yeah, you are just you are just something else today. Oh yeah, um, well, I, I had some whiskey sours, and again, the last one so, again, yes, yeah, it's, it's a happy day. But this is is this where we're at now? Is this where we're at in our lives where we're we're interrupting White Sox baseball talk for? Uh, <laughs> For, for yard work talk and everything. Let's get into the ball game, my friend, because we got a good one to talk about. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, you know, started off kind of crazy. You know, I mean, the Sox end up coming away with nothing in the first inning. I didn't take notes like I usually do, but I think the cool thing is, Tone, is that there's a, a couple walks that took place in the second, and the Sox end up scoring five runs, Tony, off of one hit. Timmy, baby. Timmy all Timmy. day. Timmy all day. Grand slams, grand slams are cool and tough. That is just something that is not even something that you can argue, Buzz. Grand slams are cool and tough. There's no better way to score more runs with one swing than a grand slam. Uh, Tim Anderson, man, we've we've had our fair share of grand slams already this this season. Uh, we've we've seen the Jose Abreu fireworks show. Get the Tim Anderson fireworks show here today. Uh, just cool and tough stuff, man. And Tim Anderson, oof, I, I, I love when he goes yard because that guy, not only can he hit for contact, when that power is is working for Tim Anderson, look out, man. Well, you know what's cool about that home run, Tony? I want your thoughts on this, too. It was Apo Taco. It went yeah. to right field, and it yeah. was a breaking ball. So he, like, he literally reached out to get it, and he fucking barreled it. Yeah, it you, was amazing. I think you need to do these shows with a bat. Again, we need the props. We need to up the prop game on this show because you're you're, you're, you're just you're just ready to crank them out today. Yeah, uh, and I love it. I love it. I, yeah, I, 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 I had to show off the tattoos with my cutoff and everything like that. You know, I got no shirt, but I still got sleeves. You know what I'm saying? But like, it was just such a badass home run, man. Like, I loved every second of it, and you know, I was at. So it was my father-in-law's retirement party. He retired from being the mayor of our town. So we went to that tonight. And then one of my best friends turned 30. So we had a dirty 30 surprise party. Uh, and you know me, man, AirPod in, listen to Len and DJ. And before I left, I was watching it on my phone because everybody was watching the Kentucky Derby. And when he went off a taco, I'm like, God damn, man. Like, it just to, to I, me, Tone, it, it, it makes me laugh when the people say, Tim Anderson isn't that good. He's lucky. Well, you know what? What what's lucky about that? I, I want to know. I don't know what's lucky about that. 
getting a breaking ball outside and taking an oppo. What's lucky? What what is it? Tim Anderson is all talent here. Uh, Steve and I were talking about him yesterday on the show. Um, and I, I kind of said he was a little bit underappreciated for, for everything that uh, Tim Anderson does. And uh, I, I kind of went with the, the take that maybe that's just me because I think Tim Anderson does get some some appreciation. But for a guy that started playing baseball that late in his career to learn everything that he's learned so far, the awareness on the base pass, the defense has been markedly improved, make, makes a great fucking play today uh, as well at shortstop. It uh, has the grand slam. You know, Tim Anderson – He's getting some, you know, high praise even from Tony Larusa. Uh, did you see that buzz? You're a Bulls guy. Did you see who Tony Larusa compared Tim Anderson to? I actually did not. I'm going to assume it's Zach Levine. Michael Jordan. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'll I'll take that all day because if if he ends up to be the Michael Jordan, I mean, you'll agree with me on this. I mean, I know you're not a big basketball guy, but I will give you credit where credit's due. Since we become brothers about three years ago. You have tried to get into the Bulls like I have tried to get into hockey. If somebody is on the level of a Patrick Kane or a, you know, I'm not saying you know he's the greatest hockey player of all time, but he's definitely up there. Or I, like, I like the assumption that you don't, you think that I don't know who Michael Jordan is. No, here. no, 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 it's not that, but you're not a hockey guy or you're not a basketball guy. Like that's not No, I'm thing. not a basketball guy. But, but I do know, I do know, who Mike, I, knew, I know who Michael Jordan is. Uh, you know, I, I feel like, uh, I think that's just quite an easy one to get to. And, and now I, I don't think that Tony LaRusso was saying the the talent levels or anything, but the way that Tim Anderson approaches gets his it? team ready to go and approaches yeah. the game is of that ilk. And I think that, that that's pretty high high praise for somebody um, that uh, you know picked up baseball, what, in high school? Yeah. So that that's that's awesome to see. Um, and then Tim Anderson just doing it on the field too, man. It, and it hasn't slowed down. No, it really hasn't yeah, slowed down. Yeah, there yeah. really hasn't been that major drop-off that uh, a lot of people thought was going to happen. Um, he, he continues to hit at a high clip. He continues to drive this offense. He continues to improve on defense. I still don't think this guy has completely really reached what his ultimate potential ceiling can be, Buzz. Um, and that's just that he's the best shortstop in Chicago. He might be one of the best shortstops in the entire league. Um, and compared to some of the other guys that are out there uh, around that get a lot of press, uh, some of the better shortstops uh, in the league. I mean, Tim Anderson, uh, his name is right there with all of them. Oh, I totally agree with that. And you know what? Like, you know, speaking on his, uh, on his, uh, you know, ability at the position, you know, he's, he's still young, you know, and I hate when people are like, oh, 26, 27 year olds are old or whatever. They're not, you know, they're not going to improve. Tim Anderson had a, a fucking fantastic play. It's not going to be talked about because obviously the grand slam happened and how like the, the uh, flow of the game went, but in the third inning, Tony, I believe it was, oh man, if I'm right, like I said, I usually take notes, but it was Luplo that hit a grounder and Tim Anderson had to go to his left. Well, I, I guess if I'm looking at him, it's his left, but it's his right as he's playing shortstop. And he he gets a ball. He, he gloves it backhand, right? Mm -hmm. And he makes this tough throw to first base. And it was a pick by Abreu. Beautiful pick, by the way. Credit to where credit's due. Abreu deserves that. But T.A. could do it everywhere, man. And, yeah. and, and, you know, he's doing it at the plate for the third year in a row. I know we're early in the season, but it's going to continue because, dude, he's going to bat over 300 again. He's going to keep doing what he's doing. 
And it, it, it's amazing to watch that kind of shit. And everybody in the comments section, if you're here, if you're listening to us, throw in your Timmy appreciation because it's fucking deserved. Yeah, we got Johnny yeah. Nani uh, in in the uh, in the in the comments down here, Timmy. Yeah, Johnny but, loves Johnny loves some Timmy. Oh yeah, well, t- you know why Johnny Johnny put Tim A right? Because he wanted me to say okay. That's they both, exactly why they they both rhyme. Johnny Nani's the busiest guy at OnTapSportsNet.com. If you're not following Johnny, you, you definitely should be. Um, you know, so like the first run of this game though, Tone is we're talking about the Grand Slam and how cool and tough that was, but the first run came on a walk, a bases loaded walk. Yes, it where, did. Where, where, where Lurie walked. And, and that's something I want to point out. And I'm not going to go crazy about it because I don't want to, you know, keep that energy. And I believe in the juju today's my star day. So I got to really pay attention to it, but Lurie's very aggressive at the plate. I know you agree. He he's very aggressive at the plate and he took a walk today that ends up scoring a run to start the game in it, it. Well, that was in the second inning. I'm sorry. It's not start the game, but you know, it's the first run of the you game. Start the offense, start the start offense. Start the offense. And yeah, start to get everything going. And then, you know, they get out of the inning, whatever, a couple more walks ensue, a hit ensues where the bases get loaded and Timmy hits the grand slam. But the Sox seem to be very disciplined at the plate today. And I and something I like, you know, not that they played a bad game last night. I know you were on last night with 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 Steve. Shane Bieber's a great fucking pitcher, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the fact that they did what they did against him in the in the first place is fucking impressive. Per, first of all, and we can go through all the stats. You know, the Sox are like top five in like every hitting stat, top six, top whatever, right in there. And they're yep. not even playing to their full potential yet, bud. Could you imagine if they click? I've, I've heard this. I've heard this a few times. I've heard this from a few people that the Sox are, you know, up there with you know all the offensive stats. That everything's there, and they haven't clicked yet. And I want to add to that, and I want to say that they're also missing their most dangerous bat in the lineup, and Eloy Jimenez right now, who's on the shelf. Um, the the sky is the limit for this offense. I think that that's why when this team loses, some of the hate is warranted, Buzz. Some of the the ire and, and and pissed offness of White Sox Twitter and, and everybody else who, you know, follows this team. When this offense lays a goose egg or, you know, only can scrape across one or two runs and, and guys are not hitting with runners in scoring position, uh, that's exactly why. Because the White Sox offense has the potential to be just lethal up and down one through nine with different abilities from contact guys like Nick Madrigal, Adam Eaton to guys that can put the ball over the fence and Yohan Moncada, Jose Abreu, Yerman Mercedes, Luis Robert, that this offense can beat you in so many ways. And when it all does come together, it seems effortless, absolutely fucking effortless for the white Sox to score seven to 12 runs. Um, and you see those runs come in bunches. And, you know, if you string together three or four innings of White Sox hitters doing what they've shown they can do in some flashes so far, I mean, you're talking about a team that's got like 15 run offensive potential uh, on on a given night where maybe, you know, you're scoring four runs an inning for three innings plus. I'd love to see them get to there. I don't know if they're going to be able to put together that package consistently enough, but it's good to know. It's got to be a comforting feeling to some to think about it and say, here we are. We've we've done this good with what feels like bare minimum 
offensive output from this team so far, yet they're at the top of the league. And I know that there's some adjustment to that too, because offense is down as a whole across baseball, but I'm still looking at this White Sox lineup and you, you go through it, man. Just like I said, one through nine, that everybody can get on base. There's not a lot of automatic outs here. And that's, that's so key because we're so used to seeing that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And you know, the thing is, is like, I've the Sox lineup. I even feel with the bench sometimes, like even Zach Collins or Lurie or Mendick or whoever, you know, who's on the bench, they can get a hit in an opportune time. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you like last night. And, you know, I listened to a bit of the episode. I was trying to listen to it live, but, you know, I fell asleep because I had to do bulls because they bored me to death and fucking lost. But, you know, (laughs) like there's question marks along the team where I know people can get hits. It's just putting – this is a term that you're going to love aces in your places. Oh yes. I love that term. Right. I, I know. you. Are you going that. lineup talk on me right now? Not lineup talk, but like a pinch hitter talk like last night with Lurie getting a left-handed at bat over Zach Collins. It's something that I wasn't cool with or even taking Vaughn out in the get go because I want him in these situations because you know what? Minor league season still hasn't started yet. So you miss. Me. Are you suggesting that you send him down? No, absolutely not. He should have had that at bat last night or, or Collins. I love Lurie and he had a great double header on uh what was that? Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, what, he had what a good day, day at the plate today too. Yeah, he, he did. But it, 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 it's just like anybody that comes up in the Sox lineup, I think you should be, if you're opposing team, you should be scared of to get a hit or to make something happen. And, and that's a good thing. Like you said, like this team can go anywhere from, scoring the seven to 12 runs, or they're going to come out one night and give you an inconsistency and score you fucking two to three runs. And, and that's something that Tony LaRusso needs to figure out tonight, today, three o'clock start. Like they figured it out right away. Tim is fuck. You know, Tim's a great hitter. And, and that's where I, I love how the lineup sits for the most part. Well, there was a lot of lineup talk today, man. I mean, a lot of people, I was completely, a lot of people were absolutely pissed off. With well, this you know, lineup today. People are pissed off about Jake Lamb getting as many starts as he's been getting. And and listen, I'm not a hater of Jake Lamb by any means necessary. That's not what I'm trying to do. But in left field, after he had, you know, after the rain out and he had a doubleheader, I get it, blah, 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 blah. But I'd like to see Vaughn there. And, and that's just me personally. It's not me hating on Jake Lamb or what he can do. Because Jake Lamb... He he ended up walking twice today. He's got a 167 average tone, but he's he's on base at a, a you know 375 clip. I'll, I'll take it. I'll small, take it. Small sample size, but it is it is. Here's where I'm going to go with this because you know you can hate on the lineups all you want on Twitter. It's not going to solve anything to begin with. I think I, I I'm I'm past that, and I've actually been tracking some of this stuff uh, with our guy Sean Roberts out in Iowa. Uh, we've been we've been we've been ta- texting back and forth on this one. There, there's a little narrative watch that I have here. You know, every time that the White Sox have put out the quote unquote a lineup that everybody loves and clamors for, which they did last night, feels like they they come out a little flat and they come out soft and and bad things happen. Don't know why, don't know what it is, but for some reason it, the, the magic's not there. But on days where you have White Sox Twitter, generally 
pissed off at whatever lineup Tony Larusa is thrown out there. It feels like they win those ball games. I don't know what it is. Narrative watch, tinfoil hat time, going there right now. It seems like there's something there. And then the other thing is the Luray hate that we see on on Twitter lately. I, I feel like there's also a thing about a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Buzz, um, there's a, there's something about a guy who's probably fighting for his his spot in the lineup that you want to see right now. You've got Adam Engel coming back. And I want to put this in perspective. The White Sox are going to need to make a decision. Who are you carrying on your roster when Adam Engel comes back? Is it going to be Lurie Garcia? Is it going to be Jake Lamb? We need to evaluate this right now. And nobody's thinking about that because they want the best nine on the field. That's, that's fine. But you've got two guys that arguably right now are going to be fighting for a roster spot when you have Adam Engel coming back. You need to see what you get out of them. In order to do that, you need to give them at-bats. He's probably under some instruction to figure out which one of these guys is going to be hot when Adam Engel comes back in a week or so. So there's sometimes some other narratives at play. We're not in the White Sox front office. We're not there. So it's time to sit back, strap it down, relax, whatever you need to do, and just get through this little period where these guys are going to see at-bats because you need to evaluate your talent. It's not going to come with them on the bench every day. That's my thought behind it. I feel like that's potentially what's going on. Might not be. Maybe Tony Russa is infatuated with Larry Garcia the way that Johnny Nani is. Maybe he sleeps in his jersey at night. I don't know. But <laughs> there, there, there is a method behind the madness, and something is going on there. Because you can, you can do that all day. You know Johnny Nani slept in that Larry jersey at least once. Yeah, 100%. It's just funny because I love Lurie too. And like I, that was a part of the episode I caught where you, you talk about Lurie lovers. You know, and I love Lurie, man. Like, I'm a big Lurie guy. And, uh, you know, he when he hits, he hits. And when he gets on base, he makes usually good decisions. Um, you know, I, I love Lurie. But I also do understand a certain extent to the people getting pissed off. But with Lurie in the lineup, I don't. Yeah, he started off slow. I, I, I get it. But there was a fucking point in time, not only in 2020, Tony, but in 2019, and I know you're going to back me on this, that he was our leadoff hitter. And he was fucking hitting the ball and getting on base. Yeah, and I, I'm not sitting here trying to say that Lurie Garcia deserves to be an everyday starter. I think all of no, us here, he's a great all of us here guy. need him as the utility guy, but he's the type of guy that you bring up and, and have it play in an everyday role on a team that is lacking two outfielders due to injury right now. Like, it's not a surprise to me that Lurie Garcia – is is drawing into the lineup you're it, like if you put this on paper which the stat guys will do from time to time they'll put something on paper and look at it yeah you can argue that Andrew Vaughn might be the guy with the sexier stats in this position but it, it's a really difficult argument for me to get behind and say that a a player who has never faced major league pitching entering the season has never faced triple-A pitching entering the season, who's never faced double-A pitching entering the season, is going to get six out of seven days in the starting lineup in a position that he's never played before. And that's nothing against what Andrew Vaughn has done in left field so far. I think he's been, you know, his, the defense checks out to the eye test at least, even better than Eloy's. But that's not to say that, like, Lure Garcia wasn't in here to fill a role. And if you're looking at that utility player, a guy who can come up in a pinch when you've got two guys that are down or play any position on the field, 
essentially, I think he's probably played all nine positions for the White Sox at this point. In fact, I feel like I've seen him pitch before. He's your versatile guy. He's the guy that's there. It's not a surprise to me that he's drawing into the lineup here. He's been here forever. They know what they're going to get out of him. He's Sometimes the White Sox. Yeah. Sock. Whatever. Yeah, he's he's the OG member of this team right now. Like, it's yeah. not a surprise to me that he's he's got some like he's got some ability to get himself into the lineup at this point. No, it's, and even if he started off slow, you know he's gonna hit. He's gonna get it up to two fifty two sixty five. We'll say around there, right? His on base percentage is maybe. gonna be 30, 40 points higher than that because he doesn't walk a lot because he's very aggressive at the plate. It's just what literally does. That's his shtick. That's his thing. Like mine is to come onto a socks on tap live after, you know, I'm a little buzz buzz. And that's what my name is buzz. Like, so this is what happens. This is what he does. But, you know, at the end of the day, I like having him on the team. I think he's versatile. I think he adds a lot of different, uh, a, a lot of different aspects to, to the game that, that helped the White Sox end up winning. And, you know, he did that today too. And I'm glad to see it happen. You know, Lou is a decent player. Um, the Jake Lamb thing, and just to reiterate and talk more about it, I, I think that, you know, I get a little, not salty, I'm not going to bitch about it, okay? I'm not going to fucking throw a fit. But I will say, as many times as Vaughn, if he's rested and getting the lineup, I'd like to see him get in the lineup because I always look towards the future more than anything. And and I don't know if that's because of, bat, you know, basketball or what. It's just the way that I look into things is because – Andrew Vaughn, I know, is going to be here long term. It's like a, it's like the, it's, I got, I guess I can almost relate it to like the Kobe White shit, like where he wasn't starting last year. He wasn't, you know, he was closing, but he wasn't getting the games that he should have and, and being in, in collecting the minutes that he should have. And, and it's a guy that I want to see build and become better. And it's, and I can relate it to Andrew Vaughn. Get the at bats, get the opportunities and, and shit like that. Obviously, I got nothing to bitch about because the Sox fucking ended up killing it. I, I know it was off of a, a grand slam that got us five of our seven runs at the end of the day. But that's my thought process on it. But I won't go on Twitter and bitch about it because I don't really have time for that. But, you know, like the people that hate on Lurie, he doubled today. It scored Billy Hamilton and it scored Grandal. And that ends the scoring for the Sox. Well, my phone fell. Um, you know, and that was the last of it of the scoring. You know, Sox end up, you know, being up seven. Um, Cleveland end up scoring in the top of the fifth after Hedges homers to left, which was a fucking bomb. But Sox end up winning. Can't touch Yeah, him. and you had another impressive uh, performance out of Michael Kopech today too. Oh, yeah, he was um, great, dude. Just, he he just great. looks good. There's, not, there's nothing even really to break down here outside the fact that Michael Kopech looks really damn good. Might be the best pitcher in the major leagues right now. The stuff is just so crisp. I love the gas from Michael Kopech. Uh, Buzz, after that, Aaron Bummer closes it down for the White Sox. Yeah, it was um, great to see, by the way. Good to too. see him. A lot, of shit, a lot of shit talked about Bummer recently, buddy. Yeah, and, uh, I'll shit talk Bummer any, any day. Well, I will too. It's just good to see that, you know, he came in in a situation, he closed it down. Yes. You know, two strikeouts for him in a, in a innings worked, nothing let up. I'll take that all day. Yeah, he's he's and, definitely and, got the swagger back. It, it, it's good to see because you, you want to see – you want to see guys like Aaron Bummer performing in the bullpen. Johnny Nani, last little uh, Luray note here. Luray has eight RBIs in his last four games. Gotta love it, baby. I'll, I'll, pl- I'll pull that gif out for Johnny any day on Twitter, anytime Luray's uh, doing it. One more for the haters today um, when I posted that. Uh, but the, Aaron Bummer, man, like just uh, 
you know, a guy that didn't look very crisp out of spring training uh, came in and uh, has had his, his taken his lumps so far in the early going. Good to see him get the job done in the ninth inning today um, to close it out for a White Sox winter buzz. And that's why we're, we're drinking victory beers on the show tonight. Um, you want to get into tomorrow real quick, man? Yeah, absolutely. So tomorrow it's going to be Lucas Giolito against uh, Zach Lisak. That's, that that's the uh, starters for tomorrow. Plesak's one and three with a five point eight one ERA. He's been struggling mightily against Lucas Giolito, who's one and two with a five point six eight ERA. So those are the starters that you have going tomorrow. Um, Giolito has struggled a bit this year. Obviously, got really touched up in that Boston start. I mean, obviously, yes. he just got killed. Um, people can make the excuses all day and night about, you know, it being an early start and everything like that. Unfortunately, I have to start work at five o'clock, so I don't have much fucking in the morning. So I don't have much sympathy for that shit, um, especially with two kids. But I have not lost my hope in Lucas Gilito. He's fine. He's still throwing fucking good shit. And God, I love your you're giving shit for for not being a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I Buzz. know you're not. Man, I can but give... how many phone calls have we had in the morning about whatever we need to talk about? I mean, yeah, but there's different. There's a difference in, in a ready, phone man. call. There's got to be. There's got to be a little bit of a difference in a phone there call. There might be. From, Dude, from there might be you know there going seven innings in a major league game. I, I'm not saying that Lucas Giolito you I know has an excuse bad. here. He is a professional athlete. If he's up on you know, playing Warzone or whatever he's streaming at night or whatever he's doing and he's not ready for major league starts. I, I don't know. I know he's a video you, gamer. I'm just saying job. that yeah, he's just gotta he's gotta get out there and do his job. Yeah, he's gotta get out there and and be the same Lucas Giolito, the ace of this staff, so to speak, um, that that he's really set the tone for himself to be. Because he's he's talked about it. He's talked a big game about being that guy. Uh, you even see it with the guaranteed rate commercials uh, right now that are yeah. playing in yeah. between every inning. Um, you know how Lucas Giolito has overcome all this stuff. So he's no sure. he's no stranger to adversity. Um, I'd like to see him change the narrative tomorrow. Uh, although I I have to agree, I'm a little worried. We're coming into a Sunday one o'clock start for Lucas Giolito. Um, you know, he hasn't performed well during day games. Things are, things are weird. Baseball pitchers are weird. We all know that there's superstition. There's all that stuff. Um, but I think we need to get Lucas Giolito right. I think he needs to do it against the Cleveland Indians, set the tone within the division, um, and continue back on that torrid pace that we've, uh, said yet yeah, Alex Root in the comments, get right game. Uh, this is a big get right game for him. I think this is a huge opportunity for him to do that. I think, uh, you know, closing the series out with a win against the Indians head into the off day. Uh, this is the perfect uh, get right game for Lucas Giolito. Well, it should be. You know, I mean, we're getting to the warmer months here. I, I don't know if that affects him or not. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do. And, uh, you know, last year, Lucas Giolito, obviously, when we started off, it was July. He had a, a rough, you know, a rough starts but he ended up getting it under control yes he I'm did not i'm not worried about lucas at all by any means necessary i think he comes out tomorrow i think he has a good game you know socks are building off a great game today winning seven to three the offense was decent uh lance lynn did what he had to do off the il getting his start uh, he did let up th three earned runs but hey it's enough it was enough to get a fucking w 
So yeah, that's, you got to pick to click for tomorrow. tomorrow. You got to uh, pick to click. Yeah, pick to click for tomorrow. Oh, uh, shit, man. Why don't we run with uh? See, I hate picking the same guys over and over again. That's my problem. Uh, you know, I want to go because I haven't picked Madrigal in a minute. He Madrigal out of, out of the lineup today. Should be back in tomorrow. Yeah, he should be in tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'm going to ride you on Moncada tomorrow. I like it because that was mine today. Um, I'm going to so, ride you on Moncada tomorrow. Okay, I, I love it. I love it. So uh, I guess, man, I mean, shit. You got anything else before we leave? I don't have anything else, man. I'm just hoping that uh, – you know, I, I'm not sure if I'll be on the show tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But uh, just hoping that whoever is is doing the show, I think we might get NWI Steve back on. I think it'll be uh, us. I think, I think it's going to be you, Steve. you and Steve. I hope you guys are talking about a White Sox winner. Uh, it be. looks like it looks like Johnny. I don't know if that's his official pick. Uh, he came in with uh, Mangata. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a pick. I think he's just correcting me. Um, okay. Mangata. Uh, for, yeah. for my pick tomorrow. But uh, I hope that you guys are talking about a White Sox victory. It's very important to beat the players in your division. Yes, Cleveland sir. is one of them. Um, you know, we got to start just racking them up against the division. AL Central champion White Sox 2021 will have a nice ring to it. Uh, that's all I've got, man. Uh, I just want to see man. this offense continue. Yeah, that's good. Tony, I'm glad to be back on the mic with you and have some fucking fun and, you know, crack them, have a couple beers bullshit about White Sox baseball and a White Sox winner. Uh, everybody be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap at OnTapSportsNet. Follow with Tony at TonyOnTap and me at BuzzOnTap. One of us or a different variation of the group of the OnTap guys will be back tomorrow with a recap of uh, the White Sox hopeful winner over the Cleveland Indians to close out the series. Take a series Speaking into existence. Speaking into existence for everybody. I'm trying, brother. I want that motherfucking win. I'm all here for it. I'm, I'm a little bit buzz, 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 buzzed up. So, you know, I want that win. I'm going to get that tomorrow. If you want to hear my pretty voice, be sure you check out the Bulls on Tap account because we're about to go live after the Bulls got blew a lead to the, uh, the Atlanta Hawks there, if you want to hear my voice. Also, check out Grandstand. Go to grandstand.com. Check out grandstandsocks.com. Sorry. Grandstand Socks on socials. Anything you need White Sox related or even Chicago sports related, whatever you fancy, go check out Grandstand. They have everything that you need. We'll be back tomorrow after the Sox take the series from the Cleveland Indians. White Sox forever. White Sox forever, buddy.